This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. Rosebud tribal members continue to dig out from winter storms. Some are hauling wood to keep community members warm, while truck drivers deliver propane to residents. South Dakota Public Broadcasting's Lee Strubinger has more. Straight in the middle there. Wayne and Alex Romero Frederick load firewood onto a trailer just north of T. The Lakotas from Oak Creek traveled to Sioux Falls to gather wood and other provisions to bring back to their neighbors. Alex says they've dealt with extreme wind, snow, ice, and cold the last two weeks. A lot of the firewood that was stored, you know, we can't get to. Um, a lot of the creeks are, are snowed in so deep that we can't get down to them to cut wood. So um, a lot of people ran out of wood. Wayne sits on the Rosebud Tribal Council. He says recovery efforts could take a while, especially as the region anticipates the two coldest months of the year. The broken pipes, the houses that have, have been uh, lost, that's just the material things. You know, and, we're, and we've lost some people. Both Rosebud and neighboring Pine Ridge were slammed with back-to-back winter storms this December. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem activated the National Guard last week. Efforts to haul firewood from the Black Hills to Pine Ridge and Rosebud, as well as help with snow removal, are ongoing. Travis Eagle Deer is the general manager for Sichangu Propane. He says the company is focusing on larger communities with the most homes in need of propane. Eagle Deer says there's no shortage of propane, rather an issue of getting trucks through narrow paths with snowdrifts on either side of the road. We're slowly working, removing snow, just so we could get access to certain homes. And there'll probably still be a bit before we could get to some of the homes around the area. Eagle Deer asks residents to keep paths to their propane tanks clear and to widen their driveways if possible. I'm Lee Strubinger. A new committee led by the Interior Department recently began work to identify place names, consider derogatory, and to recommend potential replacements. KNBA's Hannah Bissett reports. On December 7th and 8th, the Advisory Committee of Reconciliation and Place Names met for the first time. Secretary Deb Holland hopes the committee will accelerate a critical process in derogatory place names. One year ago, I issued the secretary's order that created this advisory committee to help us ensure that America's public lands are welcoming to everyone. In this meeting, they discussed what the term derogatory means, creating subcommittees and detailing future plans. On the topic of the term derogatory, Federico Mosqueda said the following. We as a committee, we need to challenge this definition. What we need to do is we just need to take the names that we consider derogatory to us, challenge that name using their definition. He says this is important to push the point home by using experience and emotion to express the inappropriate nature of these place names and their hurtful histories. The proposed subcommittees were the following, the federal land unit names, the geographic feature names, and the processes and principles subcommittee. At least in the federal land unit name subcommittee, uh, there is um, a list almost ready to go to provide that subcommittee. That was Joshua Winchell, staff director of the National Park System Advisory Board. Winchell says it's important to have these subcommittees because they deal with different methods. We renamed the state park Sumeg, Yurok name. Uh, last year, and that even after the Park and Recreation Commission acted on that, it had to go to the um, federal government. The general public will be able to provide input. I'm Hannah Bissett. And I'm Antonia Gonzalez.